We're continuing our series entitled Everyday Wins. And it's our heart for you that every day you would have a God-sized win in your life. Today I'm asking the question in this message is, when, when? When am I going to win? Have you ever, have you ever asked that question? Hello, are you still awake? Is this microphone on? Come on. Okay. Let me just tell you, I have a habit. If Denise ever goes to sleep when I'm driving down the road, she opens her mouth. I stick my finger down to that gag reflex, and I'll wake her up. So I give you. If you see anyone, just, just kind of help me there, okay? Kind of help me this weekend. Are you with me? Have you ever asked the question, when am I going to win? Yeah, I have. I have. Cowboy fans. I chose this message before the game last week. So there, there's no subliminal message here, okay? <laughs> I can't help you. Sometimes we ask ourselves, when is it my turn? When am I going to get the scholarship? When am I going to have the miracle? When am I going to have the breakthrough? When am I going to see God do the supernatural in my, when am I going to win? When is it going to happen to me? I want to invite us to go to God's Word, Isaiah chapter 45, and I want to discuss that with you today. In the Westover app, there are four points. Due to time today, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on two. I'll leave you to unpack in your life group the other points. And then we're going to close this moment with a time of worship. So keep your worship engine running. Can you do that? Get ready. We're going we're gonna to step into the presence of the Lord, and in a moment, we're going to declare our win to the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 45, four times in this chapter, 1, verse 1, verse 11, verse 14, and verse 18, it will say this, I, the Lord, say unto you. Four times in this chapter, God will say, this is what the Lord says. I don't know about you, I want to hear from God. This is what the Lord says. However, there is a notable turn in verse number 19, and that's where I want to look today. It says in verse 19, here's what God said. I have not spoken, I have not said. After saying four times, this is what the Lord says, verse 19, God says, I have not spoken, I have not said. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. What is occurring here is the Lord through the prophet Isaiah is speaking to his people. And he's telling the people, I I did say to you, past tense, this is what the Lord said. But present tense, you're holding on to something I didn't say. You know, God can give you a word in the past tense that's good for that season. But God has something in the present tense. But if you continue to live by what just God said, he gave you a direction, and you don't grow and you don't move on. Sometimes we hold on to things that God did not say. 
So God said to his people, you're holding on to a past revelation. But I have something fresh today I'm speaking to you. And they were living by a motto, a creed, a word, an impression, an opinion, a conviction. And God is saying, I didn't tell you that. And I wonder today in the house as we step into the new year, if we don't have a last year word that we're living by and holding on to, and God says, that's not what I'm saying now. Some of us have heard things and lived by things that God said he didn't say. Yes, some of you are saying, I'll never be whole. You didn't hear that from God. Some of you are using the phrase irreconcilable differences. You didn't hear that from God. Some of you are saying, my cancer is terminal. You haven't heard that from God. Some of us are saying, we'll never get out of debt. You didn't hear that from God. Some of you are saying, it's too late to change careers. I, I, I can't ever get in the path I believe God wants me to be. You didn't hear that from God. Some of us are saying, oh, I was raised this way. This is how it happens. Guys, we can say, the women's place is to always obey the man. You didn't hear that from God. Yes. Those were female amens. Did you notice that? Amen. Men, sometimes we can say, you know what? I, I'm just not wired for tenderness. I've tried, but it just can't come out of me. And we've explained that to our spouse, and we've had conflict in the home. You say, I just can't be that. You haven't heard that from God. There's a lady in the house today. As I was praying, I feel like the Lord spoke this to my spirit. In your past, there was an assault, and you were physically and emotionally wounded. And you said, I'll never get past that. I'm here to say God didn't put that upon you, and you don't have to walk through life as damaged goods. The Lord would say to his people, don't hold on to something and live by something that I didn't say. May God's voice be the loudest voice we speak to, we hear. And many of us in, in our lives, we're living by the, the background noise of social media. We're waiting for somebody to like us. And sometimes we follow through on things because, oh, I got a lot of likes on that. But maybe God doesn't like it. You can get likes on things that are against God's commandments. And then you post things that agree with God and you'll get some pushback big time on social media. And here's what the Lord is saying to us. If you're going to win, get on board with me. If you're going to win, get on board with me. I want to share with us today a couple, a couple insights. There are four in our notes. I'll touch on two ways to create wins in your life. You're ready to win. You say, God, I believe it's my time. Number one, I want to encourage us that we need to renew our spiritual passion. Renew our spiritual passion. The Lord would say in 19, I did not say, but then God goes in verse number 20, and here's what he says, gather together and come. We can extrapolate out of that. What were they doing? 
They were living in a past word and said, oh, I don't need, I don't need to go to the house of the Lord. I don't need to go to the temple. I don't need to gather. I have found my niche and I'm comfortable. And God wakes them up and says, renew your spiritual passion. You need to gather together and you need to come. Is that not an app word in this, in this COVID era? Oh, I understand and respect social distancing. I get that. But some of us, we go to the gym, we go to restaurants, we go shopping, but oh, I can't go to a life group and I can't go to church. I'm here to say, come together, renew your spiritual passion. Church online, be online, don't be below the line. If church online is what you're doing, be all the way in. Renew your spiritual passions. Yes. Denise and I, just this past week, we were flying to a destination. We had to fly to the Houston airport to catch another flight and go to our destination. We got to the Houston airport. We were waiting for at the gate for our flight to come. And kid you not, over the intercom, throughout the entire airport, this is what they said. On the intercom, they, they, they gave the person's name. They Every corridor, every gate, every, everywhere in the airport, here's what was said. So-and-so, you're in Houston, not Dallas. Come back to the plane. We repeat, gave their name again. So-and-so, you're in Houston. You're not in Dallas. Come back to the gate, get on the plane. We'll take you to your destination. I wonder if God would say today, get on board with me again. You're not at your destination. You're not, you're not purpose and ordained to live in this. Get back in, on board. Get back in your worship. Get back in your life group. Get back into serving. Get back into devotion. Get back in the things of God. Renew your spiritual passion with the Lord. Status quo will never create a new beginning in your life. That is to say, if you want this year to be better than last year, something different from last year has got to occur. Yes. Status quo never creates new beginnings. Routines create ruts. Yes, habits create sinkholes. Sameness produces lameness. And how easy it is for us to get in a habit and a mode and adjust to it. And right now there is this spiritual malaise that's just beyond the virus. We, we have found ourselves pushing away from people and not needing people and getting bite-sized pieces and little devotional points. I'm here to call us back to our spiritual passion. Do you know aliveness can be lost? Yes. We know that in a, in a marriage. Aliveness can be lost. People in love can fall out of love. Your first seven years, if you can get to the seven-year mark, you have passed an important milestone. Why? Because you've worked out a lot of conflict. You've learned, you've learned to, to adapt and be able to have conflict resolution to get past seven years. But if you're going to get to the 21st year and beyond, 
your next thing to conquer is boredom. Boredom. People learn to get past the conflict and then die in the desert of boredom. You have to renew a relationship. And I'm here to say our relationship with God needs to be renewed. In a moment, we're going to have us, we're going to have worship. I'm going to invite you. Put on your garment of praise. Let's again rejoice in the Lord. Let's again renew our spiritual passion. You see, desire will do a will do a few things. Passion will do anything. Yeah, desire will do a few things, but passion will do anything. What am I saying? I, I have a personal kind of a personal rule. We, we take grandkids to theme parks. We used to take our girls when they were smaller. We would go to theme parks. And I kind of have a personal rule. Uh, an hour, I'll stand in line. 75 minutes, pa- past 75 minutes. I don't, I don't care what roller coaster. I don't care how it makes you sick and how it twists you around. I, I'm just, I'm not going past 75 minutes. It's kind of my rule. So I, I'll do an hour. I'll do the 75 minutes, but if it's an hour and a half or two hours, let's go do something else and we'll try this later. That's kind of my personal rule. However, I remember one time in the middle of the night, my daughter, she fell down in, in the house and busted her lip and she was bleeding and it was a significant cut. She was crying. And it was evident we needed to have stitches. We gathered her up, middle of the night, we went down to the emergency room, and we took her to the emergency room. I didn't ask, was it a 75-minute wait? I will tell you, I would have stayed there all night long. It doesn't matter, the wait, my baby was bleeding, and I was going to do whatever it took in order to take care of her. Can I tell you? Comfort will do a few things. Passion will do whatever it takes. And I'm here to say, there's a moment in which we need to leave aside our inhibitions and say, God, whatever it takes, God, whatever it takes, I will seek you. With my whole heart will I put everything in, my, in worship. With all of my being, I will honor the Lord. Renew your spiritual passion. Renew your spiritual passion. Second all, it's actually point number three on your app. How are we going to create wins? We we have to renew our spiritual passion. Next, boldly declare God's purposes. Boldly declare God's purposes. It says in in verse 40, chapter 45, verse 21, here's what God said. Declare what is to be presented. I was caught by that. Declare what is to be. Be passionate about God. But there comes a moment we have to boldly declare God's purposes. Boldly declare what you're going to be. Boldly declare what you're believing God to do. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to boldly declare. To boldly say, this is what we're going to do this year. What is God talking to you about? Is God talking to you about finishing your degree? Boldly declare it. Is God talking to you about he's been speaking to you maybe for months or a year to tithe? Then boldly declare it and start today. Has God been talking to you about getting into counseling? Then boldly declare it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get past that hurt. What is God saying? Boldly declare it today. 
Last weekend, Pastor Jonathan was preaching, and he, he unpacked something I thought was profound. He, he gave the data and his, his insight in human nature and, and, and the, the human personality as being a counselor, just so insightful. He mentioned last weekend that, that if a person intends to do something, lose weight, go to college, finish a degree, uh, uh, pay off their credit card, whatever it is, that if they will just declare it, declare it, 40%, over 40% will follow through. Now, a lot of us, we've intended to do things for, for years, and we haven't done it. You can move from, from zero probability to over 40% if you will just, if you will just say it, I'm going to do it, make, make the decision. Then it, he went on to say it goes over 80%. If when you say it, you make the decision, you declare it, if you'll tell somebody, if you'll tell your, your spouse, you know what, I'm going to finish that degree. You tell all your friends, you post it, guess what, I'm going to go back and get my degree. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek a, look for a new position uh, that, uh, that will be a promotion. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose weight. I'm going to do this. What, whatever it is, when you, when you not only declare it, but you tell people, you make it known. The probability of that goes to over 80%. And here's what God is saying. Declare what is to be presented. And I'm here to invite you to boldly declare God's purposes. If I could get this in our heart, it would help us. Three things. Three things real quick. It's not in the notes, but let me give them to you. Young adults. Middle age. It applies to every one of us. Sin is living against God's purposes. Dissatisfaction is living below God's purposes. Fulfillment is living out God's purposes. And I'm going to invite you, boldly declare God's purposes. Denise and I pastored this church for April will be 36 years. 36 years we pastored this church. In our time of pastoring this church, there have been three different times we've had a groundbreaking ceremony. What's a groundbreaking ceremony? It's a time in which we gather the congregation and we boldly declare we're building a building here. This is a picture here on the screen of our very first groundbreaking ceremony. It was just an empty lot. It, it, it was oak trees and blue bonnets in March, but there was nothing on it, and we gathered together. That lady there in the picture, that's my wife, it's my niece, that's her. That debonair young man next to her, that's me, okay? And we went out on a piece of property, and we declared, guess what? We're going to build a building. We had a ground-breaking ceremony. I remember that, Denise. We reached into the, the dirt and we picked it up and we turned it over. It's called groundbreaking. Now we didn't dig the titchet trenches and we didn't put in the foundation. We, we, we didn't pour concrete. You see, a groundbreaking ceremony is a declaration. We declare what is to be. What we're saying is this ground here might have been a field. This ground here might have just been open terrain. But we're going we're gonna to disturb status quo. We're going to disturb the ground 
and we're going to turn it over. We're going to break ground. And because we break ground on this site, something new is going to happen. We broke ground and a new building came about. What am I saying? You're, you're boldly declaring, I'm going to call this groundbreaking day. Groundbreaking day. This is the day you're not going to say, I wish I could and I thought about and God's been talking to me about it for two years. This is the day that you're going to break ground. You're going to openly declare, God, I'm going to disturb status quo. I'm going to interrupt what I'm doing and I'm going to begin something new in my life. We built a building. Built a building. They sheetrocked the building. It came time to paint it. The, the builder came to me and said, Pastor, we have to order the paint to paint all the walls on the inside. What color do you want to paint it? Well, I never thought about that. So I said, well, just beige. Right, guys? Just beige. You can't go wrong with beige. Just, a, just beige. And he whipped out this color wheel. of I, I mean, it was an array of colors. Of, and I mean... It was from Dan to Beersheba in colors and everything in between it. And I, I, I just, wow. I just, that looks beige to me. Fine. Painted the church. I had been gone. It was out of town for a, about a week. I got back and I saw the contractor. He said, Pastor, your church is pink. Pink. It better not be pink. I said, beige. He said, is this the color you chose? I said, yeah, that's the little color. It was about that big. And he put it against the wall. It was beige here, but when you put it against, we had a pink church. It was a light shade of Pepto-Bismol. Literally, it's what it was. Oh, my goodness. I told Denise, Denise, the church is pink. It's what? You chose colors and didn't talk to me. I just told him, beige, what? It's pink. How did you do that? I don't know how I did that, babe. But we're just going to have to make it work. She said, no, we're not. You're going to have to do it all over again. Oh, but babe, we don't have the money for it. I, I chose it. I'm not going to tell people I chose pink paint. we got to paint the whole church all over it. Just get over yourself and get over it. And I'm choosing the colors. So she chose the colors. And she corrected it. You know, you can have a groundbreaking moment. And it'd be something that God approves of. God approves of. And then you get down the road and you make a decision that's not right. And some of us, we declared to God, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to live. But then we made a choice. And it's not what God intended. Your life doesn't have the luster and the beauty. It, it, it doesn't reflect what God has. Your win has not come even though you had a groundbreaking ceremony. Why? Because you made a choice that wasn't right. We had a second groundbreaking ceremony. We came out and did it again. We turned over the soil to build a new auditorium. I remember that. We declared... We had one, but we're going to build another one. God's going to do something bigger and better. And we declared that. 
had a groundbreaking ceremony. Then they began to pour concrete. They began to put up steel. Metal went on. The roof went on. Sheet rockers came. Electricians and plumbers are working on it. And uh, then he's asked me one day, when are they going to choose the colors? I said, babe, I've already done that. You did what? You did what? Yeah, I chose, I chose the color. And you didn't talk to me? I, I just thought I'd make it simple. Well, what color did you choose? I told them, paint the building and give us the same color carpet and everything we already have. I couldn't go wrong there. She chose it. She chose it. Yeah. You know what she did to me? Did what? We're going to build a brand new building. It's going to look like the old one. You, you, we're going to move us all in there. And, and we're, going to, we're, going to have a, we're going to have this wonderful moment. And it's going to look like the same old thing. No, we're not going to do it. But, babe, you chose that. Yeah, that was 15 years ago. That's 15 years ago. We need to have new colors. You know what? Denise doesn't always talk to me like a man of God should be talked to. I will tell you that. There are times, there are times, she does not have the, she has the fruit of the Spirit when she talks to you, but she doesn't always have the fruit of the Spirit when she talks to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she chose new colors, and it was, looked beautiful. Here's what I'm saying. Are you going to have a groundbreaking moment with God, and it just looked like the same life you lived before? Are you going to come and say, God, I'm a new person. God, I'm going to do things different. God, I'm going to serve you. God, I'm going to give you my heart. God, I'm going to align the family, but have the same habits, patterns, the same dysfunction, the same hurts, the same excuses that you had in your previous moment. If you're going to have a groundbreaking ceremony, if you're going to say, God, I'm willing to disturb it, I want something new, then be willing to step out and boldly declare the new thing you're going to do for God. Declare it. Declare it. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Stand together with me. We're going to go into a prayer and a worship moment. And as we do, I'm going to call this entire auditorium an altar. Side to side, front to back, balcony, main floor. This is going to be our altar. And I believe there's some of us. This needs to be our groundbreaking moment. This is the day you're going to declare it. This is the day you're going to say, I'm going to get into counseling. This is the day. This is the day I'm going to stop my excuses. This is the day I'm going to lay aside that, that habit, that issue, that lifestyle, that, that thing that I know God doesn't approve. This is the day I'm going to start tithing. This is the day I'm going to get connected. This is the day I make the decision. Then I'm going to invite you to boldly declare God's purpose. Declare what it is to be. And if that's you, I'm going to invite you to come and stand right here as we go into our prayer moment. Just you join me. If that's you, you say, this is my groundbreaking moment. I'm going to declare it. You join me. Come right now. Yes, you come. 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 Yes. 
declare it, God. I'm going to go on record. This is the day I'm going to, I'm going to make that quality decision. This is the day I'm settling it. This is the day I'm stepping into God's purpose. For every one of you that are here, they're going to begin to give you something. I have a little small bottle with some sand on that right there. With some sand that I turn over. This is to remind you this is your groundbreaking moment. You can put string around that and put it around your rearview mirror in your car. Put it next to your computer. Maybe your, your vanity. or A predominant place that will remind you daily. I broke ground. I'm, I'm breaking ground. I'm, I'm going into new territory. I, I'm, I'm going to disturb status quo to become what God purposed me to be. Men that will seek the infilling of the Holy Spirit evidence by speaking in tongues. Men that will say, I, I, I wasn't raised this way, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the godly example in the home. I, I'm not going to come to spiritual matters and say, talk to your mom. I'm going to step up. My, my kids are going to hear my voice praying. My kids need to hear my voice. What, whatever that represents for you. What is your groundbreaking moment? Is this, is this saying, I'm going to get past that divorce. I'm, I'm going to quit living in the shadow and feeling like I'm, I, I'm less than God. I, I'm going to accept God's forgiveness, healing and cleansing and, and renewal in my life. What does this represent to you? Right now, let's begin to pray. Would you balcony and main floor? Let's just begin to pray. Oh God, today, oh God, today, this is a groundbreaking moment in the name of the Lord. This is a day, God, we're not going to live in the past, Lord, but we're going to step into your purpose. We're going to step into your future. God, in the name of the Lord, I speak it, God. In the name of the Lord, we declare it. This is a new day. This is a new day. We're a new person in Christ Jesus. We're a new person in Christ Jesus. Oh, God, grant it. Oh, God, grant it in the name of the Lord. God, in the name of Jesus. Spirit-filled people, let's begin to pray in the Spirit. There's nothing wrong with praying in the Spirit in the Spirit-filled church. Church online, join us. Declare. Declare in the note section what it is to be. Declare. Present it to the Lord. This is what I'm ordained to be. This is what God purposed me to be. God in Jesus.